Welcome to Standout Life, a podcast dedicated to living boldly amongst the busyness. My name's Ali Hill, and as a psychologist, it's been my profession to connect with people's stories. And when you think about it, it's the conversations that we have with ourselves and with others that truly shape us. It's through exploring these stories that we start to find a pathway around the magnificent and the remarkable question. So what does it actually take to live a standout life? Throughout this podcast, I sit down with influential women and a few good men and we chat about how they live a life of purpose while still making progress. We dig into their stories, both the successes and the struggles, and in doing so, we get some amazing insights into what it takes to live big and ultimately how they've found the wins in this crazy, busy world. So let's dive deep into what it takes to live a standout life. Imagine what it would be like to be approached by a friend, a mentor, a very successful business owner, someone who's built up their own business. And in this situation, they've built up their own team and are responsible for a women's networking organisation that's gone from 200 members to now over 45,000 members. Imagine being approached by that friend and mentor and being asked to come on board as the CEO, essentially the first CEO taking over from the founder. That's the situation that today's guest, Liv Ruello, found herself in. And fortunately for us, Liv actually said yes. So Liv is the current CEO of Business Chicks Australia. But she also has such a varied and interesting background. She actually started her career in industrial relations, talking about finding herself on construction sites, talking to unions over in WA. She's worked in recruitment agencies as a general manager and has also done work in Commonwealth Bank, particularly looking at cultures and how our leaders can step up and create and transform phenomenal cultures. This is a skill and something that Liv continues to be incredibly passionate about in her role at Business Chicks. We also spoke a little bit around how we juggle the busyness. Liv's stepping into her new role, not only as CEO, but she's about to be mum for the first time. And really that overwhelm of what is balance, what does that actually look like when really we're stepping into the unknown? What's life as a mum and also life as a CEO going to be like? Liv is just absolutely delightful and the conversation we had today was real, was honest, down to earth and grounded and I love Liv, I love everything that she stands for and I know that you will too. So please sit back, relax and enjoy this episode as I got to sit down and have a chat with Liv Ruello. So Liv Ruello, welcome to the studio. Great to sit down and connect with you. Yeah, so great to be here, Ali. Look, I actually want to start and I want to ask about a particular standout moment that probably had in your life. And I want to know what was it like when someone who's probably been a mentor for you, someone who's been a mentor in business, um, who's also a really great friend, someone who you've previously worked with, this person who's built up a phenomenal, um, probably, well, it is Australia's largest and most influential women's networking group going from yes. 200 members yes. up to 32,000 and 45,000. 45,000, yeah. wow, globally, yeah. um, run over 100 events in a year. This person who's running, you know, a very successful, very profitable business mm. with a culture that's enviable across a whole range mm. of different industries. So Emma Isaacs, what was that moment when Em came to you and asked you to 
come on board as CEO of Business Chicks. Yeah, Um, good one. I I mean, it didn't really hit me, I don't think, until until afterwards, um, which is how you should make all decisions, I think, sort of say yes and just kind of dive in and and hope that it works out and and learn it later. And did she bring you? No, no. So she she did ring me, but she said, let's go for a walk. Um, Em and I have worked together on and off now for about 14 years. So we worked in different businesses together and I then did a stint in banking for the last four years and she said, let's go go for a walk. It was October, I think, last year, September, October last year. And and um, we did a big power walk around um, the streets of Sydney and she sort of said, you know, the American business has gone really well for us this year. M and had taken her team to the US in uh, early 2015 and run a series of really, really successful events. And the US were really excited by this concept of business chicks and she was just pumped and Em, I remember 10 years ago Em saying to me one day I want to get to the US and I knew with Emma Isaacs and anyone out there listening um, who knows Emma knows that when Em says she wants to do something she does it she's extremely bold and courageous and and, and has absolutely no fear so imagine that came as no surprise no to you, right? surprise <laughs> Ali I was like of course you are you know yeah. of course you are and she said she said to me in October so I'm actually going to move the whole family to Los Angeles like we're doing this and I said in two two months she sort of said I'm going to do it in December and I said okay of course you, know, you are, course you are. <laughs> four children under yeah. seven you know just yep. pack them Easy. up and, and work out schools and where to live yeah. and yeah let alone the business and a side business, of it you know yeah. set up what what does the model look like over there mm. um but I said of course you are and she said, so I really need you to come back. And I said, oh, you know, I've been on and off doing different things with Emma, like I said, for over a decade. And I said, in what capacity? What do you want me to do? And she said, I need you to be the Australian CEO. And that was sort of like, oh, okay. What did that feel like? You it know, was felt, that- um, I mean, certainly the weight of expectation because what we do is so special you know it impacts women's lives you know we're not making widgets in a factory it's um these are living breathing people that is you know that's we're building a community um and one that arguably absolutely impacts Mm. Uh, yeah, you have 45,000 members. So, so people across the nation around how they connect, how they oh, lead. So 100%. it's phenomenal. And so people care so much about the work that Business Chicks does and I thought mm. I can't stuff this up. Yeah. And I can't stuff this up. Because so was it scary? A little or was bit, it a... a little bit. Um, I, of course, with M, you know, I don't, again, anyone that knows M, you just say yes straight away. <laughs> She's such a strong influencer. I say, of course, yep, yep. I'd plan to sort of take it a little bit easy this year we'd been trying to get pregnant for a number yeah, of years man. and had a few setbacks and um but I said yes instantly because what a gift and what an opportunity mm. to be able to um continue her incredible legacy that she you know had created with this community over 10 years and then to think about well how can we you know scale that and build n- new opportunities for the community and that that sort of really excited me so it was literally a walk we were sitting eating I think it was paleo which is not Emma at all paleo banana bread in some little <laughs> organic cafe she's like what are we eating yeah. and um, I said yeah of course I will and then obviously they're more you know formal live and M formal which yeah, is right. where like yep. sisters um yep. discussions after that but yeah it felt um and did you go home and and like 
did it take a little while yeah. to hit you? Or was yeah, it, yeah. It, it did. Um, I thought, can I, you know, those normal yeah. concerns, which a lot of women have, can I actually do this? Yeah. You know, I haven't done this before. I've not been a CEO before. What does that look like? And how do you step into a community with such a beloved leader? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, you know, it sort of dawned on me that that was going to be a really unique and tricky thing yeah. um, because she had a team obviously that loved her a community that love and and think the world of her um this had been her baby mm. um you know that was a little bit daunting because it was wow am I am I good enough yeah. to sort of do this and you of course have that self-doubt yeah, yeah. um but I knew, she said to me I trust you more than anyone in the world you know like I, I you know yeah. and that that was always in the back of my mind. She trusts me to do this. Yeah. Um, she said she's got my back. I have always had her back. And I knew there would be members in the community that would really back me because that's what Business Chicks members do. Yeah, so how important do you think? Because I think it's probably not unusual for for women and um, where we might get asked to kind of step up mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't always happen that way, but sometimes there's also an opportunity that we could, if we ran with it, grasp onto, but also there's life, as you say, going through IVF, trying to get pregnant. Yeah. You, you know, it could have very easily, it would have been totally fine to go, not right now, or it's yes. not, like no one would have ever begrudged that. Yes. Um, how important is it? do you think having those people in your corner who are backing you whether it's your leader or internally but also outside how critical is that on my default position definitely would have been not right now but because of the role modeling I've seen from Emma over the last decade of you've just got to dive into stuff and and do it and give it a go and take risks that definitely was what fueled me at the time in terms of saying yes if I hadn't had that level of support and then my broader support network so there's a few really strong people that I I really lean on from um you know peer-to-peer support but also sort of mentor support that said that old cliche you know I believe in you and I don't actually think it's that cliche but um and we all all need that and I thought I couldn't have done it without that that yeah, support. so powerful. Definitely so powerful. An important reminder for us to yeah. um, say that to other oh, people around really, us, isn't it? I remember the first events, actually, that were Nigella Lawson that, that I um, ran as CEO and I had so many members of Business Chicks come up to me going, you know, we've got your back as Amazing. well. There wasn't yeah. that kind of, you know, they were there to say, you know, we're supporting you through this. We understand that there's a transition period. Um and that just meant the world to me. Those yeah. conversations are the conversations I still remember when I'm having tough days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got people are out 100%. there. 100%. So, um, so obviously all through that doubt, but you come obviously with experience yes. and capacity to do that. So tell me a little bit yeah. about your your career. What yeah, other things have sure. you done? I've had a little bit of a what I think they call portfolio career. I remember someone saying to me when I was about 26, you've just got to pick a niche and stick to it and then develop and climb <laughs> that ladder. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, that's not really me. I'm not really sure if that's who I am. I I like the idea. I've never actually been for a job interview, you know. I like the idea of being able to prove myself in different capacities. Um, I actually started, my grounding was in industrial relations, which is really interesting. What got you interested in that? 
Um, I've always just been interested in dynamics in the workplace, yeah. full stop, yep. just how people interact, how people relate, um, the role of women in the workforce. Um, it's always been my absolute driving passion. So I actually work with unions. I'm from Western Australia originally, right. so I worked with unions over in WA. I was on building sites at 19 with my hard hat checking on the welfare of apprentices. Um, I remember awesome it so, so clearly. And then I moved um, to Sydney because I wanted to study social economics at Sydney Uni. So this bright-eyed Perth girl um, moved here in my early 20s and, and went to Sydney Uni and then met Emma, um, and uh, which sort of changed the course of my career. Really? Right. Yeah. She, I went in to just get some temp work from um, staff at a recruitment agency that she owned and, and ran a little boutique agency. And she said, "You, I can't, you know, you've got to come work for me. And I said, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, you've got to come work for me. Um, so what do you think she saw? I don't know. I should ask her. Yeah. We talked for three hours. Yeah. It was a 15, it was supposed to be just a quick 15-minute temp interview right. to get some admin work, you yeah. know, while I was studying. And um, we ended up chatting for hours. And I don't know, I was, I've always been a very kind of hopeful person. I had a lot of optimism. Yeah. Um, I love people and she, Emma, is very attracted to that, I think in other people, um, I'm passionate about helping people, supporting people, yep. um, being a voice for people that maybe don't always have a voice. And yeah, and I, I started working for her the following week. And then, no. so we were, I was literally, and then anyway, we went to that first Business Chicks event yeah. together, which I know Em talks about quite a lot. Um, and I ended up running that recruitment business for her. So I was right. 24, I became general manager. Did you finish, did you um, finish leave uni? No, or you no, I yep. finished my studies. Yeah, right. Um, but I didn't do postgrad. I'd always intended to do postgrad law. Um, but I decided... I like to kind of run and, yeah, and I don't know, I don't think that's a regret, but um, I might go on and do further study later. I'm yeah. quite interested in, in study. Yeah. yeah. So you were running this recruitment yeah, business? Yes, so 24, so I became general manager and went on to run Business Chicks yep. full-time and build Business Chicks as it is today and really develop the business. And then... Um, Oh, and then I went into other sort of senior leadership roles within other HR recruitment companies. Okay. Um, so always in a leadership capacity from the age of 24. And then um, came back to visit exams. Like, I need you to set up the sort of corporate partnerships piece and I, I ran that for business chicks and developed the strategy around brand and various other things and then boring 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 and then um, and just loved it and then went and did a stint in banking. Um, what, what was I that moved transition to, I moved like? to Western Australia with my husband back right. to Perth. I thought I wanted to go home. Yeah. So I went home for two years and decided, no, I actually want to come back to Sydney. But um, the transition was massive. Yeah. So and that was through, I got into banking in a very unique sort of role within a strategy segment, running the strategy around leadership and culture within corporate banking. Yeah. Um, it was a life-changing experience for me. Yeah. It was wonderful. Was that a position you applied for? Like, was no. that or was that... So that was that came about through the wonderful Karen James. I don't know a yes, lot of people yeah, know okay. KJ. Yeah. Um, we had a wonderful partnership at Business Chicks, and um, I M knew that I wanted to go and have a go in the corporate mm. sector. That had always sort of fascinated me, and so KJ and I had a chat, and she said, "I'd love for you to come and run this very, very unique." 
program and um, that's what I did. So with Em and Karen's blessing was a group conversation literally and um, had a wonderful few years in banking and it and it really gave me good perspective around women in the workplace. Yeah. So it was connected to the role was connected to strategy. Yes. um, Leadership and culture. Correct. Yes. What did you enjoy about that? I just loved watching the transformation. I do think culture is something that can be transformed. I don't think it's just a, you know, this is a really bad culture or this is a really good culture. It's something that you need to work on like any... I, I view culture as any sort of relationship, really. Yeah. Um, you know, what helps it transform? Like, what have you seen? Yeah. Because I'm sure you're at the forefront of that. And then obviously Definitely. now in your role as CEO at Business yeah. Chicks and, and keeping the heartbeat of that Definitely. culture going, what what helps transform yeah. our culture? I mean, when I think about culture, I think about it being something that is the sum of those thousands of water cooler conversations that are going on in, in workplaces every day. That's your culture. What are people saying? What are people thinking? What are people feeling? And, and more importantly, how are they behaving? Mm. And um, certainly um, I think the, the absolute core piece that transforms the culture is just getting the um, people to feel, number one, connected to their own sense of purpose and then somehow finding a way to connect their own individual purpose with the purpose of the organisation. If you can make that connection for people and help them find that connection, then culture is transformed because they believe in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, if there's a if there's a disconnect, or if they're just there for their paycheck, you're never going to get a really strong, healthy culture. You know, I think it was Jack Welsh that said, you know, the single pursuit of shareholder profit was the dumbest idea in the world. Yes. Yeah, it and, doesn't and, serve culture. You know, yeah. and certainly we see the organisations that are regarded as having really strong culture. Yeah. It's when you know, it's when there's that strong sense of vision and purpose and values. Yeah, and I honestly think it's as simple as that. So it's how do we get people to connect? with if a, if a, a value in an organisation is service, what does that really mean yes. beyond it being a word on a wall? What yeah. does that mean for you or I? Because it, a service for someone might mean something quite different to someone else. So how do you get someone to personally connect with that yeah. and then start to live that? And then you find that people's, um, you know, meaning, how they derive meaning in the workplace is amplified because they feel like the work that they're doing matters. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds simplistic, but that's obviously really, really hard. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, it yeah. comes from those conversations, yeah. but it comes from prioritising those conversations. Totally, and so when life is busy, totally. how much do you... And I'm going to come back to some yeah. of the stuff you did at Combank, but I want to go down this road where it a little bit. But yeah. how much at the moment even do you prioritise those types of conversations, say at Business Chicks? Yeah, um, and we do prioritise them at Business yeah. Chicks because I'm really driven by mm. those sort of conversations and because it's so important to the work that we do that we don't forget, you know, our customer so to speak, that, you know, our values and our purpose is completely derived around our community. Mm. So, you know, everything that we do from how our team performance is managed is all around our purpose and values. Yeah. So how well are you living in the community? How well are you connecting with our members? How well are you creating opportunities for members to ignite possibilities for themselves and their lives? That's how we measure the success. Yeah. 
of our team. So coding it down into values, um, uh, values into behaviours that we can be talking about. Yeah. So you've done a couple of roles with Combank. Yeah. What was the other role you stepped um, into? I worked in an area as well at Combank called um, Community Business Finance, which is actually the um, fee-free lending to predominantly women um, in hardship. So to start and grow businesses. So it might be someone that that doesn't have access to financial um, services, particularly. So it might be someone, an Indigenous woman living quite remotely, and it's um, fee-free and loans and fee-free banking um, to be able to start and grow businesses, which is really incredible. Um, Yeah, I mean, those sort of programs are tricky. Um, and I probably can't go into too much detail. No, 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 but just to see the shift and changes Yeah, so um, which was incredible. So I I, um, ran the partnership component of that. So who do we partner with to uh, what organisations to be able to um, impact as many women as possible in terms of creating opportunities for them to become financially self-reliant, which is is an absolute passion of mine. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So what's, if you were to look back at your Combank, what's maybe one lesson that you learned from the roles that you had there? Goodness. You know, I definitely would say that the greatest lesson I learned hands down, and I I think I put something on my Instagram about this the other day, something that comes through the whole time, which is don't ever underestimate the ripple or the the effects of your actions. Um, And they might just be small, but even small steps have huge implications and everyone has an opportunity to... to, to, um, be the difference for someone else. So I, I saw that quite acutely in a large, you know, organisation of 52,000 people where sometimes people might feel like just another number. Um, I saw that a really powerful thing that we did was telling people that everything that you do matters mm. and it might matter in a moment to someone or it might matter from a big organisational perspective but don't underestimate um, the value of what you have to offer and everyone's a leader in my mind. Leadership isn't about hierarchy and a title. Leadership is about personal actions and, and all those behaviours that you take every single day and it was so acute in that organisation. It might be standing up for someone in a meeting. Um, it might be saying, hey, actually, that's all not okay, that language. Or um, it might be actually, you know, challenging the status quo or, mm. you know, so I, I learned so, so much. so powerful and I think you're right. They can, can feel like a bit of an Instagram meme to go, you know, everything you do matters and it has an impact. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. but the reality of it, yeah. like you're saying, when you pull it down to actually yeah. speaking up at a meeting, yeah. when push comes to shove, we absolutely have the ability to kind of influence. Yeah. But it's, geez, it's hard, isn't it's it, really <laughs> from hard. time to time. So... So you've done that, you've got all of those kind of experiences, you've had that moment, that kind of stand-up moment to go, come on board and yeah. enjoy business chick. So you've been in that role since January this year. What's it like yeah. being in a really fast oh, growth? Oh goodness. It's the it's like a wild roller coaster. <laughs> um no, it's it's incredible. I like to work in a in a fast way, so it sort of suits me. Yeah. Um, I love that no one day is the same at Business Chicks. So yes, we're 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 actually really strategic. You know, we've got plans around you know how do we create more opportunities for our members, um, and, and that's all really really clear. But we're also a very agile 
business. So, you know, we've got these wonderful events in a couple of weeks with Severe Amaru. So um, we found a nasty gal in, in the States. And I think we had about four weeks notice Right. To make that happen. So we're going to do fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it's been crazy, you know, yeah. when you're working in a banking environment, it's a little bit more of a slow kind of, you know, getting things done. You know, there's more process, of course. Yeah. So I, I've loved that sense of, okay, today we're doing, you know, breakfast series with Sophia and Marissa. What does that look like, team? And, yeah. and we all really, like, kind of whip into action and make that happen and make it the best possible events. And yeah. um, So it's felt a bit like that. It's felt yeah. like this crazy, wild ride and um, it's been really exhilarating for me and just, oh, gosh, just insane. Um, but I'm loving it. I'm loving the pace. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. busy. I bet it is. I bet it's really absolutely busy. crazy yeah. busy. Have you ever had moments? Because one of the things I um, I guess I, I often talk about is that intersection between purpose when we're really clear on what we do mm. and I think not only is business chicks but, you know, mm. it's really obvious that you're really clear on what mm. you do and what you mm. bring um, and and progress. I feel like we are actually moving forward and in a kind of yeah. fast-paced environment, um, you know, progress can happen a couple of days and yeah. a, a world can shift in, in yeah. a really fast-paced space and we can be busy and still not feel like we're making progress yes. sometimes. So have you ever been in those moments where you're really clear on what needs to be done but feeling like you're not getting anywhere and probably mm. the second part of that story, what has helped mm. shift and move things forward? Mm. You know, to be totally honest with you, I've found that when I've been really, really clear on personal purpose or organisational purpose, progress happens. Yeah. Um, it's when there's you're not 100% clear on the purpose that the progress is lags because I find that progress happens through um, mobilising a team. Yeah, you know, this is where we're going. Come 100%, right? Yeah. Like it's like Business Chicks is the sum of the most incredible group of people that work with us. You yeah. know, it's simple as that. And if we can't get stuff done, it's because we're not communicating to them the why are we doing this. Yeah. Like, and I know that sounds pretty Bobby basic, but I know when we really, really progress with stuff and really progress quickly, it's because they are so crystal clear on why are we doing this and then they shift into the how space. Yeah. So my job is to set the vision and the why and the how and not the how, they do the how. Um, but I know that... I felt frustrated when there hasn't been a lack of, when there's been a lack of progress and when I really unpack that, Ali, I go, it's because I haven't been clear with yeah. the purpose. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah, like that to me is always the gap. Yeah. It's, you know, people don't want to do things if they don't understand why they're doing it. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. so and I, I do take accountability for that. I yeah. say, you know what, I think that has lacked a little yeah. bit on my end. Let's, let's rally yeah, around. Yeah, so let's get, get back together, regroup and say, yeah. guys, why are we doing this? And then they might challenge and say, you know what, we don't think we should be. Yeah. And then they challenge you, you know, constructive challenge in the workplace is, is what I ask for, particularly for my leadership group, and um, they're wonderful at it. Um, and we might pivot and, and do something different. Great. But, and then we'll progress if we're all really crystal clear on that. Yeah, brilliant. So, what about the art of delegation? Because, again, as yeah. I see, again, I think it is yeah. so powerful to go, I need to set the vision yes. and let them go. Yeah. Has that been something you've learnt? Is that innate? Yeah. What gets um, in the way of people delegating? It's been something I've learnt. Yeah. I tend to try and um, I 
I like to fix things for people and solve things yeah, by nature. Yeah, because I know yeah. and even I think when I think about women leaders who yes. I've, I've um, connected with and work with, that can be a real thing yeah. that this sense of, okay, if something needs to be done, I have I to do, do it all it. and, and yep. I, you know, I... I better do it because yeah. you know, at least then I won't, no one else yeah, will stuff it up and definitely. Not, not discrediting the people around no. you but there, there can be a hurdle. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes I like to do things really, really quickly. So I like to get stuff done fast and I think, oh, will they get that done as quick as I, I would like? And you know what? It's so disempowering for a team. It's so disempowering. It's not this martyry kind of, you know, no, I'll just do that kind of piece. That, that, there's nothing worse that you can do for a team. Yeah. I've got the most incredible leadership group of, of seven and um, they're all way more qualified than me in their areas, you know, yeah. and, and for me to try and step in and, and do what their, you know, is, is their job and their function, that's not going to build the sort of team culture that I, I'm looking to build. So I've really had to learn to just say, great, you know, I want to do this and this is a vision and this is what that looks like and then you guys run with it and um, just d- duck in and out as they need me. Yeah. You know, be that sounding board, to, you know, for them. So I always say um, we discuss and you decide. Okay. So I love that. Yeah. So, so we through. discuss but you decide. So the leader, you make that decision. But yeah. I'm here in a one-on-one or whatever environment to discuss that with you, but you make the decision and that's the ethos of our um, culture of business chicks, definitely. Yeah, right. So you're really calling people out yeah. to step but up. But it's hard, and right? It's really so hard. I just want to do it. You know, my poor, that's right. Like, you decide, but if I you know. decide this way, that'll be Great. I know. Um, and I'm relatively self-reliant. My wonderful assistant, Danny, who is just the lifeblood of our business, she's wonderful. Sometimes I think she finds me a bit too self-reliant. Right. So she's always like, hand over. self-reliant. It's actually annoying because right. she's like, that's my job. Yes. You know? So yeah. Yeah. I, I do have to watch myself with that. I'm definitely not perfect. Oh, God, I'm the same. I had, um, I've got the greatest EA on yeah. in the entire planet. No one can ever take it from me. But yeah. same thing, the, the amount of times she's like, oh, well, I can just do that and I can just sort that. I'm yeah, like, like, really, oh. but you don't have to? Like, it's actually my job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's it's my job. It's really hard to. Yeah. And to, you um, go and do your job, Ali, yeah. that you do best. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing you can then have an impact yeah. on. So amongst the busyness, um, plenty going, it's stuff that you're lit up and passionate about, but yeah. we can start to lose sight of... Um, yeah, we just get run down, I think, amongst yeah. the busyness. So mm. what helps you turn up the best version of you? Mm. Definitely um, when I get really, really busy, I, I do get overwhelmed, Yeah, you know, and definitely having a space to be able to talk things out. I'm extremely verbal. What are your signs person? when you get overwhelmed? Because I think we oh, all have a unique sign yeah, around. Yeah, um, waking my husband up at three in the morning to <laughs> ask if he's done something or if I've done something or if we've discussed something. Um, he's like, okay, she's really busy at the moment. <laughs> um, I don't sleep. I, I'm not an amazing yeah. sleeper anyway. Um, but, yeah, at the moment it's just kind of um, there's so much we're doing for 2017 that it is does feel overwhelming yeah. sometimes and you do feel really, really busy. Um, but for me, the signs are I'm asking people things twice right? and yeah. it's not them, it's me. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a sign. They're like, yeah, yeah, we spoke about that. 
And I'm like, oh, really? Did we? Okay, just quickly run run me through it again. Um, that's not good enough for my end. Yeah, so that yeah. is a definite sign that I'm just, that busyness is just over, you know, all-consuming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely those, those two things. It's usually my husband or the team sort of saying, Liv, we've, we've, we've spoken about this. And I'm like, yes, we have spoken about this. I remember now. <laughs> um, and I'm not someone that usually needs to be told things twice. So that's always my, okay, ping something is going to give here something's going to change um but yeah I mean so what helps you in that moment yeah it's so hard I'm not very good at at that to be totally Mm. honest with you Ali I um I yeah I I'm very busy I I tend to be quite a busy kind of by nature person um god I think talking things out just venting in a really positive way um saying great guys you know getting clarity around priorities in my own head that definitely helps me out writing things down all the really really basic stuff remembering that I actually haven't exercised for five days (laughs) and basic stuff is what matters like when we're in that overwhelm we think it's like we need an epiphany or we need like the whole world to shift but actually we just need lunch Mm. or we just need to go totally I know food I'm pregnant at the moment and so food is like my I just leave you haven't eaten at three o'clock um you know, I just need some space and I need to breathe. Um, follow Dr. Libby Weaver's advice, who is one of my heroes, and just do some deep breathing. And, you know, she says even if you can't walk, yeah. um, you know, you don't do any exercise, the most important thing that you'll do is breathe breathe from your belly, you know, for yeah. a couple of minutes a day. And I really try and practice that. Um, I, yeah, I talk things out and I chunk things down and go, oh, this is, I've got this, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. But it's when you let things just build up and you make things up in your mind that Love you that. feel overwhelmed. I like, notice the signs, be present where you are yes. and then just, yeah, find a way to let it out, yeah. whether it's on paper or with others. 100%. Yeah. You can't bottle that stuff up. Women yeah. can sometimes bottle things up and just suck things up and get on with it and sometimes it's better to say, you know what, I'm really overwhelmed right now. I need to just... Breathe. I need to talk to my leadership group. I need to talk to my peer group, my friends, whatever it may be, my husband, yeah. my partner, and just sort of say, "Great, these are the things that I have to get done." And then they go, "Babe, you've got this." Yeah. You do know? you think it's like I, my question is, you know, why why do we kind of bottle it up and hold it back? Like, is it is it fear of being seen of not having it all together? Or of that, yeah. like. I think so. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to be, you know, we, we talk a lot about vulnerability, mm. but actually practising vulnerability <laughs> is really hard, right? Yeah. Like it's all great and, you know, we all love Dr Brene Brown and we all go, yes, yes, we need to be more vulnerable. But, you know, when you're in that state of, you know, I'm writing about this actually today in my newsletter about I've been really sick with my pregnancy and about being vulnerable with that is really hard for a lot of women. Yeah. You know, I've had so many women say, say to me um I've had horrific morning sickness but oh it's been so hard to disguise it and being discreet at work so why do you need to do that yeah, this is you're life. creating a human that's what women do men can't do that yeah. you know like this is this is what we're doing and that that should be part of our work life you know so um but it's really hard yeah, because you want to appear like you've got everything together and you know things are wonderful and actually you know what that's what I love the most about the business chicks community there's such a depth of um, authenticity with the women I meet that say you know what business is really hard right now 
Yeah. It's really crap. Yeah. You know, they don't say, oh, it's amazing and we're doing this and we're exporting to China and we're, you know, this and that. They say, actually, things are really hard right now and I need some help. Yeah. And that to me is the essence of how women can best support other women to you know, create the space where women can just be who they are and be real. Absolutely. And the the, the hard bits don't discredit the amazing no. bits. So you can be exporting to China yeah. and be really going through. Yeah. There's more <laughs> strength and vulnerability, yeah. you know, than anything, yep. you know. So I would tell you a million stories. I've got a million stories around that. But I bet. I, um, I bet. But for those who, yes. you know, jump onto the community if you're not. Because yes. that's the yeah. space where these kind of conversations Absolutely. happen. Um, but I think, yeah, so if you're getting it out, getting into yeah. those kind of conversations, um, and connecting. Do you think that, because I know you're also really passionate about women and that we need more women in leadership mm. roles and I'm absolutely right mm. there beside you around um, yeah. that push and that, that arm. Um, do you think organisations need to change mm. um, in order to create more space for mm. and how do they change in order to create space for women yeah. to step into leadership roles? It's a really, really tricky question um, in terms of how do they change because mm. change has to come through process and policy but it also has to come through mindset and behaviour and it's it's easy to create structural changes. It's very, very hard to create mindset changes, yeah. you know, and I think often we focus organisationally on what they call the hard skill stuff, yeah. so, you know, all that structural stuff and, and really neglect the, well, how do we change the way people think or feel about Yeah. X, Y, Z, you know, and that's going to be our greatest sort of challenge in Australia in terms of changing the the balance of women in leadership Um, because there's still an inherent unconscious bias that exists in Australia. There is, I'm not going to talk globally, I'm just going to talk within an Australian context, there is an unconscious bias that exists every day in workplaces all over this country. Um, I don't think it's a confidence gap with women. I'm sort of a bit sick of talking about this confidence gap. Confidence yes. gap. All the women I know are the most confident, capable, intelligent yes. women. They're not going, oh, you know, you know. of course they have moments of self-doubt, but women are complex and, yes. you know, men have moments of self-doubt. Absolutely. But um, it, I think that we need to change. I mean, and that stems, Ali, from, you know, structural things like childcare and, and family flex kind of work arrangements that... Uh, ha- uh, equal to men and women, we mm. need to cha- change that right down to you know how we view the role of um, or, you know role modelling, seeing more women in leadership roles because you can't obviously be what you can't see. Um, so yeah, it's just such a it's such a layered complex. Yeah, which is why we need to keep having the conversations around from all of those angles. So what can organisations change, but also what can women women change in that space? Yes. But I do think that everyone has a role to play in that. So, you know, when we talk about combating unconscious bias, that's not just during hiring practices. You know, that talks about if you're sitting in a meeting and there's a woman that is not being heard in that meeting, which happens all the time in boardrooms across Australia, you need to stand up for that woman you need to show leadership with that and say listen I think Jane's trying to get a point across let's listen to Jane because we need to start changing the the dialogue a little bit around um the way sometimes in some organizations men are heard a little bit more loudly perhaps than women yeah which means we've got to amplify yeah the dial much 100%, more percent um a hundred percent has that been a challenge you've had to face where you've had to maybe amplify your voice 
Um, stepping into a leadership role? Yeah, I, I do. I, I have. Um, and, I mean, certainly, yeah, I mean, I founded a, a women's circle at Combank, which um, was wonderful and just created a space for women to start practising amplifying their voice and that became quite a powerful tool for the women to and and it was because they lack confidence but they just when when you almost feel like you're not invited into boardrooms time and time again of course that's going to take its toll on your confidence when you're not heard or you're not listened to in, in the same way it has to start to take effect when you don't see women getting to that really senior level of leadership. Of course, that's going to start to weigh on you in terms of your confidence. Yeah, it's going to say, "Well, can I do it?" Because not many women are doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not an inherent confidence. It's gap. not a confidence thing. It's more yeah. about what's the point because yeah. I've tried and I've that's been there right. and we're not getting traction. Absolutely. Mm. So we need to start to even the playing field. And I mean, I. I believe in quotas. I know a lot of people will be going boo, yeah. um, but I do because it's it's we, we have to even the playing field. And why is know? that? Why? Because otherwise it's going to take us a hundred years to get to you know equality. Um, and I always say this line, and I and again some people will agree with this and some people won't. But we have absolutely not achieved equality at a leadership level in Australia until we have as many mediocre women in leadership as we have men. Love it. And so I do <laughs> so not. True. So I do not want to hear about the meritocracy thing. There's a huge talent pool of women. It's yes. rubbish. Yeah, there's it's, enough. It's, there's yeah, enough. there's, there's enough. Half of us, right? you know? yeah. So it's like, I don't want to hear, but it should be you employed on your merit. Well, to date, that's not happened. Yes. To date, we, we predominantly favoured men in a lot of senior leadership roles because it's been men hiring men and um, until we can sort of really even that playing field, we're not going to be able to achieve equality. Yeah. And that's why I believe in quotas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it is that equality. There's half yeah. half of us yeah. out there in the population. And you're missing and this talent pool, yes. companies. It yeah. makes sense economically. It's ridiculous. Oh, we know it makes you money. Like, it's the best strategy in the world. We're, bu- we're buying all your products. Yeah. You know, we're making all the decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway. to get on board, yeah. we must do another podcast, yes. I think. Yeah, so that's that another rabbit. conversation, Ali, definitely. Go down that rabbit warren. Yeah. So you've got some exciting things. As you said, you're pregnant. When yes. are you due? I'm due in April. Oh, so exciting. so much
professionally, I'm really excited about what we're doing um, at Business Chicks from a digital perspective. And so we're in a few weeks going to be unveiling our new tech platform, which we've worked so hard on the last eight months, eight months, which is going to create even more opportunities for women to really feel connected to each other as a community, but also to themselves through some of the wonderful um, digital products that we're going to be able to offer our members, which is really exciting. And it's really going to create space to be a global platform, which is which is wonderful. So I'm very, very excited about that. I'm excited about a whole host of incredible events and speakers that we've got coming up next year. Um, from December right through to calendar year 2017. Gosh, there's so much work we're doing. I'm excited about new products that we're developing um, on on new initiatives and programs for the community that are really going to support women in a peer-to-peer environment. God, there's so much. So much going on. And and personally, obviously, yeah, it's a a bit of a life-changing time for me. Will Um, you have some time off? I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I will probably need to. Yeah. I'll probably take a few months off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everyone keeps asking what the plan is. Yeah. It's so funny. And then, and then when you tell them, everyone's got advice. Oh, it's so, totally it's, so right. it's this yeah. interesting thing for me. Um, and I want advice. You know, I'm always seeking advice from people that know more stuff than me. Um, but I don't know yet. I don't have a plan yet, but I know that I'm going to never really be dipping out of the community because that's yeah. just not me. Um but I'm going to try and balance it all and do my absolute best. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, finding those those bits that, that fit for you, but it's yes. really interesting that people do that. What's your plan? Yeah, what are you going to do? And, and, you know, the pressure that you've had, I'm sure other women have as yes. well. It's like, geez, I don't have one. And, yes. and, you know, what happens? Life actually doesn't go to a No, I know. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm saying that to people, I don't know how I'm going to feel when that little baby comes out. You yeah. know, I don't know what that's going to look like. But um, I know that I'm going to do my absolute best to, to balance it all and I've got an extremely supportive partner who is going to take an equal role in all of that. Yeah, exciting. You know? So yeah. he's going to take time off and he needs to take responsibility for that as well and and that's something that he feels is his role as well. So I, I, I'm very lucky. Yeah, and know. keep those conversations yes, going. going around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what might be a weekly or a daily yes. kind of, okay, this is where I'm at, this 100%. is what's going on. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And because I think it's an exciting time where we can um, choose the kind of work that we do and how we do it, yes. and it's, it can also be a really overwhelming yes. kind of space and time as well. I know, like Emma, do it beautifully. No, she, she can be a bit of a bit of mentor to me right now with all the baby stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, I'm sure you'll do yes. it beautifully. Well, look, Liv, it's Thanks, been Sally. so lovely to connect. Um, look, the name of this podcast is called Standout Life, so I want to finish off by mm. asking a question. If I offer that term up to you, yes. what does it mean to you to live a standout life? Mm. To me, it means living a life that's authentically yours. So not trying to be anything that you're not or, or thinking that you need to live this huge, you know, life. It's just about, you know, how how can you stand out and live your best life possible? Um, because that's all that people can do, you know, and I think that you get the best of humanity when people are truly just living you know, their best life and being the best person that they can be. Um, you don't always have to be the best at everything. You don't always have to be the winner. You don't always have to run the biggest business or reach the greatest heights, you know, as a leader. But you just have to do what you feel passionate about and stick to what is authentically you 
and I think that to me is really standing out. They're the people I admire the most. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being you, for saying yes to life and just being amazing. Thank you, Ali. So great to talk to you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then there's every chance that you might also enjoy reading a copy of my book called Stand Out, a real world guide to get clear, find purpose and become the boss of busy. You can grab a copy by heading to my website, www.alisonhill.com.au. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd love it if you could take a few moments, pop over to iTunes and give this podcast a quick rating so that we can continue to share these conversations with people around the world. As always, I'm Ali Hill and this is Standout Life.